Welcome back to the show. And, of course, we've been banging on about Anzac Day in the AFL and what uh, an epic occasion that was at the MCG yesterday. But the NRL had its own epic uh, played out at Allianz Stadium, of course, the brand spanking new stadium in Sydney. Looked like a great occasion and looked like a great game. And to talk about it is Scott Sattler, part of the SEN Sports Day family and our uh, weekly NRL expert on the show. Scott, welcome. Hey, Duff, totally off topic here, but I've been cooked the last few days and just as I'm doing the intro, I just had some uh, cough medicine. I don't know whether I'm part of the, the very small percentage of people who really enjoy cough medicine. Just sort of throw that in. As you, as you said that, you went all muffled, mate, so I didn't catch any of that. You might have, you might, you might have to repeat that. <laughs> I've been cooked the last few days and I'm just getting over it. And just as you were doing your intro, I was... Taking some cough medicine. Yeah. Yeah, the majority of people hate cough medicine, but I think I might be part of the small percentage of people that actually enjoy it. I don't mind it, actually. Yeah, I, li- I like a bit of cough medicine. It's, it depends on which one you have. That um, that Ipecacuana and squeals that mum and dad used to give me when I was a kid, that, that, was, that was no fun at all. Uh, and there was another one I think they used to mix with warm water that tasted like... Um, Tasted like engine oil, I reckon, but but some of the others... Remember they used to, remember they used to bathe you also in calamine lotion or mercurochrome? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they just did that for, yeah. they just did that for fun, I reckon, Scott. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mate, no, uh, you're right, mate. The, um, the, the Anzac Day weekend, both codes are so exciting. Um, yeah, the, the 4 o'clock game, Eastern Standard Time, uh, the, the Dragons and the Roosters was just an absolute classic, and they always throw up classics on... Anzac Day. I watched the I watched the game at um, the Essen, the Bombers and the, and the Pies game beforehand until that one kicked off. And those scenes were amazing at the MCG. What a game as well! But then to switch over and watch the league game, that was a classic. And then at Amy Park, like you mentioned, Duffy, the yearly um, Warriors versus Melbourne game at Amy Park, that was that was another classic as well. It was it was just um, yeah, it's a perfect way to spend Anzac Day when you you wake up early and and uh, do remembrance and celebrate everything about Anzac Day and then to sit down and watch a sport in the afternoon. It's a, it's a perfect day on the calendar. Did you ever have the privilege of playing on Anzac Day, Scott? Was it something that you did? No, no. When we were playing, it really wasn't. There was really no no rugby league games on Anzac Day. I've, I've got to say, I think it started a year later. It might have started a year later because... I think Anzac Day was a bit of taboo in, in league. I'm not sure about AFL stuff, but there's sort of taboo to play rugby league on Anzac Day. I think there was a period there from memory where no one played any sport or any rugby league for that matter on Anzac Day. I reckon in the AFL and then the VFL before it, it kind of went in fits and starts. I can actually remember back when the Waffle was the strong competition locally and there was no AFL. Yep. I can remember games being played on Anzac Day in front of big crowds. And I know that there were Anzac Day matches played in the VFL in the 1980s, but it was probably Kevin Sheedy who was the the promotional master, if you like, um, back in 1995, who pumped up the, the Essendon v Collingwood game. It was played in front of almost 95,000, and that record was only beaten yesterday. And they realised this is big. And we can do something with this to commemorate, um, you know, the the efforts of of the soldiers. Um, I don't know whether you 
you um, stayed in the telecast for Darcy Moore's speech at the end of it, but it was a magnificent speech from a young man setting it all in, in context and talking about, you know, the fact that footy was a game and paying tribute not so much to teams and, and clubs and that sort of thing, but to, to soldiers and uh, uh, for their efforts. Um, and that was a, a, a really remarkable speech. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day. It's a great day across both codes. And I love how the respect that everyone shows. Now, to be able to keep nearly 100,000 people just stony silence with the MCG, is, it's haunting, isn't it? Um, I would love to be there. And I've got to say, in rugby league, I, I think... I think yeah, the, the, the Kiwis play such a vital role in, in the Allied forces across a, you know, a number of battles uh, throughout many, many decades. And I, I really feel as though that Melbourne-New Zealand game needs to be taken in New Zealand. I, I, you know, the kickoff last night was 9 o'clock New Zealand time. Just too late. Too late. I think we need to acknowledge the, the Kiwis by taking that game over to New Zealand, whether it's Eden Park, whether it's Mount Smart Stadium, whatever it may be, um, because of the vital role they played. I totally agree with you. And it was going to be one of the questions I asked you today, actually, when I noticed that the venue from the Storm and Warriors was um, at Amy Park in Melbourne. Um, it, it just sort of like... It would be perfect synergy, wouldn't it, to have one played on one side of the ditch and a game played on the other side of the ditch, and it would be a great leg up for for NRL to be able to have those two countries completely engaged and engrossed um, in in games on a, on a big day for both countries. Well, it takes people that are involved in the actual governing body to to think about something like that, and it's I think it's got to be changed, and you know, it's been thrown up for a number of years now. And, yeah, you know, at times I find it really disrespectful to be quite honest. And you know, it's easy to say, you know, it's it's about the it's about the occasion, it's not about the location. But a lot of time it is about the location as well with games. Um, yeah, you know, especially with the NRL, and we're fortunate to have a team that is based out of New Zealand. I think we need to acknowledge that as well. Um, so yeah, you know, hopefully the the powers that be um, can can discuss that at greater length. And I know Melbourne do it really well. It's a it's a it's a it's a beautiful set scene. You know, they turn all the lights out, all the images are portrayed on the bottom of the sails at Amy Park, and it is a really really special moment. And they do it well. Um, but I feel as though that if we took it to New Zealand that game, they'd do it equally, and um, and the crowd would turn up to support it as well. Yeah, here here, and, and the, the people that say it's about the occasion, not the location, are, are usually in the location where it is and not where it isn't. I think that's what uh, that's yeah. why, that's why they hold that view. Um, the Roosters v. Dragons game, 27-26. Tell us about it. It sounded like an epic. And that looks like a great stadium, by the way, that that, that stadium, Allianz Stadium. Allianz, Allianz Stadium. It's you know, what, eight or 900 million, and there's only about eight games played there this year. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a pity. We keep hitting it to uh, the Olympic Stadium for most of the games. It's the home ground for a lot of teams. It's, it's, a, it's a soulless place for regular season rugby league. But uh, Allianz, was, it was packed. Um, and in saying that, it's 40-odd it's thousand. That was 42 or 43,000 capacity. Um, great scenes, great game. They always throw up real special finishes. It doesn't matter whether either side has finished in the competition. But uh, in saying that, uh, it was brutal. It was brutal at times. There was players falling left, right and centre. Victor Radley... At his third sin bidding of the week of the of the um, the last three weeks, so he's got a trifecta there. The, the number thirteen, the lock forward for the Roosters. He he flies on the red line a lot of the time. I love the way he plays, but he's got to change a few things in his game because he's becoming a bit of a liability for his side. But in saying that, Luke Keary was the one that stood up and and was able to ice that extra one point to win the game and. Um, just just had everything. As I said, they had people falling left, right and centre, people filling in in positions they weren't meant to. 
planned yeah, coaches strategically doing their best to try and um, use their, their interchange best events the best way they can because it was so brutal a game. So there's a tremendous weekend of rugby league all the way back on Thursday night, which was the South versus Penrith game, which you know, South had to score two tries within six minutes and somehow in the last play of the game we were able to, to, to snatch a victory. It was a, yeah, it was a very special weekend. Um, now... There's a, a bit of off-field drama too, isn't there? Um, salary cap drama, um, Canberra wanting an investigation into Jack Whiten being poached by South Sydney. So Jack Whiten, uh, first and foremost, I don't know why Canberra allowed their star player to negotiate a, um, a clause in his contract that he could get out of the 2024 season. Um, so he's not going to be at Canberra next year. He signed with South Sydney. He's offered $1.1 million a year, so $4.4 million to stay at Canberra, the Canberra Raiders, where he played his entire career, if he agreed to that. He'd be their marquee player, which he has been for a number of years. And uh, South Sydney have signed him as a centre. Now, he plays 5'8", the key position in rugby league. He's signed as a centre, which is which not, is not as glamorous as what it used to be, for reportedly around 750 a year. So the NRL won an investigation to... If you're going to lose a million dollars over four years, who would ridic- who would be stupid enough to do that, more or less? So they want an investigation into what else is involved in the deal that's going to allow him to make up that extra $250,000 a year. So, um, yeah, and the NRL have got every right to look into it, but he signed in a position that doesn't demand marquee money um, because they've got marquee players in those positions as it is South Sydney. So... Yeah, Canberra also a little bit disappointed. Reports are, Duff, is that they had a meeting with Jack before the weekend's games last week. Canberra Raiders had the buy, mind you. And if he was true to his word, he would he would be announcing that he was staying at the Raiders. So they're of the belief that there was some sort of verbal agreement and they want that further explored and investigated by the, the, the NRL. So they're going to be right too, I think, especially when he's their marquee player. Um, yeah. There's going to be more to come from this. Yeah, there's going to be more to come from this. That's uh, a story, as we say in the media, that story has legs, Scotty. I think we'll be yep. seeing and hearing more of that. <laughs> hey, um, what are you looking forward to this weekend most? Oh, I'm looking forward to the, the Broncos, who are leading a comp up against South Sydney, who are the, it was a team that everyone expects to be there and about, but probably won't be able to go all the way for some reason. And they, um, they, they've been a little bit scratchy south at the start of the year. They haven't been what we what we thought they would be, but they're big players stand up when they need to and they have in the big game. So on Friday night, we've got the, we've got the, the Bunnies who are travelling to Suncorp Stadium. It should be close to a sellout, and this will be an amazing match. The Broncos are just flying at the moment. They went to Darwin last week, and they, they did a job on Parramatta. Parramatta came back. They were game in coming back, but... The Broncos had the game sign up at half-time, so uh, they're travelling beautifully. It's all about timing when you want to win a comp. A bit of experience, some youth that have played 50, 60, 70 first-grade games now. They know what it means to prepare week in, week out. And then they've got next factor, like a young kid by the name of Reece Walsh playing at the fullback position, who's an absolute freak. So... Um, yeah, that, that game's going to be that going to be, that game's going to be really interesting to watch. Look forward to that, and look forward to all the other games this weekend, Scott. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. We'll leave you alone with a cough medicine. Don't drink too much of it before, and because <laughs> uh, some of it does have some alcohol in it. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we we always look forward to talking to you. Gather lines. 
Good, good on you, Scotty. All right, Scott Sattler, of course, part of the SEN Sports Day family and a regular on Mornings with Mark Duffield. We'll take a break and be back to close up the show after the break.